Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast with Austin Carr from the New Orleans Saints is brought to you by Compassion International. For $38 a month, you can release a child from poverty, and we're so thankful to Compassion International, the most trusted child development ministry in the world. We're thankful to them for being a part of this podcast, for sponsoring this podcast and partnering with us here at Sports Spectrum. And listen, that's what it's about, right? It's about releasing children from poverty. It's about giving these children something that every child deserves and needs, and that's hope. Food, education, medical care, vocational training, all being done in the name of Jesus. Over 2 million children being released from poverty in the last year alone. Over 150,000 children coming to know Jesus as their Savior because of Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. That's the website. Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Sponsor a child today. I promise you, you won't regret it. Today in the podcast, we welcome New Orleans Saints wide receiver Austin Carr. Austin was signed by the Saints after being released by the New England Patriots. He went undrafted out of Northwestern in 2017, born on Christmas Day. We should have talked about that, but I didn't ask him about that, just being born on Christmas and kind of getting the shaft, if you will, of presents as a kid having a birthday and Christmas Day on the same day. In 2018, he saw his most extensive action in his NFL career, his very early NFL career, catching nine balls from Drew Brees, scoring two touchdowns, and helping the Saints to the NFC Championship game in a very difficult loss at the end there to the Los Angeles Rams. And Austin also has a very unique story during his time at Northwestern where he was able to donate stem cells via a blood transfusion, ultimately saving the life of the person that he donated to. So we share that story as well. Really fun stuff here from Austin Carr, a great guy. And we were able to catch up with him in person recently in Florida at a conference that we were at. Take a listen. Lots of good stuff here. New Orleans Saints wide receiver Austin Carr on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Austin, welcome to the program. Great to be here with you. It's good to talk to you. I always love doing these interviews in person. It's so much better. Um, let's start because there's a lot to talk about here with your journey. Uh, still very young in your journey, I should mm. say, but it's very, very new. But let's start with 2018. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't end well. Uh, and you can go there if you want regarding the loss to the Rams. But for you, it was your first extensive action in the NFL. Mm. Um, caught your first passes from mm. Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer, first career touchdowns. Overall, what was the season like for you? Mm. Overall, the season was thrilling. Um, Man, what did we go? 13 and 3? Yeah. Very successful. Not bad. Um, First seed. I think uh, I feel spoiled with how well things have gone in my last two years with New Orleans, but um, had a ton of fun. Um, Obviously, when you're winning, when, when things are rolling as an offense, um, when you're getting targeted every now and again, you know, you're, you're developing into your role and in, in how the offense needs you. Uh, it's fun. It's thrilling. It's exciting. It's challenging. I mean, you know, by week 10, 11, your body really starts to feel it. I mean, other guy, it depends really. I mean, being a young guy for me, yeah. um, 
around that college season when it's over, I'm starting to feel it. And so pushing through is tough, but overall, just a great experience. That last game, uh, without talking too much in detail about what happened, we all know what happened. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest lesson that you learned in this defeat in losing a game and in such a crushing way, obviously, mm. but the biggest lesson, and you could even go spiritual here, the biggest lesson right, right. maybe God taught you, but the biggest lesson that you learned in this, in this game. Yeah. Um, great question. Honestly, you, you, I think, so there's a quote by C.S. Lewis. He says, God um, whispers to us in our pleasures and shouts to us in our pains. Mm, that's good. I think for me, that's very true. I, feel him speak to me. Um, I hear him speak to me when things are painful, when you're disappointed, when things are tough, when when your comfort zone is pressed. Um, I think God speaks to us, especially in those times. And so when you lose, um, lose out on a hope, a dream that you might never get again, um, I think everyone, God is communicating to everyone um, maybe something different. And to me, it's just trust me. Yeah. Um, you, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your understanding. I think that Proverbs becomes, three five. Yeah, yeah. it's very true when um, when going through difficult trials did, and just disappointments. Did it help having a veteran type presence around with guys like Benjamin Watson and Drew and Demario and guys who are you know solid men of faith too, but just long you know guys who've been around the game long and watching how how they were able to kind of process that whole thing. Yeah. I would say it does help, but it also hurts more too. Mm. Um, I'll start with hurts. It hurts more because you realize, I mean, I'm only now starting to realize how long they've been in the league. Yeah. Cam Jordan's never been to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um, um, DeMario and, and Ben, right? They, they've years, over a decade, right? Yeah. Two decades combined. Um, and, and they really grasp how special that is. And so when it slips through your fingers, um, I, Lord willing, have a long career ahead of me. Yeah, of course. They, they're somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, men of faith as well. And so, um, yes, I think Drew leads incredibly well, um, in the highs and lows and Drew loves the Lord and Drew puts him first. And, yeah. um, I think he, he's one of those leaders that's strong, just strength of character when everyone's depleted in the locker room. I mean, coach Peyton, you know, didn't have a lot to say to us. Right. And, and he shouldn't. Right. Cause we're all disappointed, but of course. Um, Drew was able to give just a strong um, exhortation almost don't lose hope. Don't um, let disappointment destroy us. Right. But we have to respond. And mm. um, those are the things that I think his faith um, brings out of him. Tell me about being around those guys in really your first full season in the NFL, plus seeing playing action, you know, being on mm -hmm. the field mm -hmm. and being around those veteran guys who are great men and obviously still producing. I mean, Drew mm -hmm. Brees at 40 years old is still a right. top three quarterback probably right. in the league. Right. And he's certainly right. going to the Hall of Fame. But being around those guys who are men of faith mm -hmm. and being encouraged by, you know, the sort of um, – you know, the Paul Timothy factor from yeah. the Bible of a guy yeah. that you can look up to, a veteran mm. who's been around but yeah. loves Jesus. Yes. I. Um, what I admire most about them is, I think, an area I want to grow in, which is um, I see, you know, you mentioned Drew, DeMario, Ben, each of them. When I think of them and, you know, their legacy on the field is is um, remarkable. But off yeah. the field, what I remember is how they loved their teammates, mm. um, how, how guys in the locker room know that, like, look, they care about me. Um, that's an area where I want to continue to grow. Um, I want to continue to build a legacy where my teammates remember, uh, oh man, AC, he was a, like, you know, he, he was a baller on the field, but like off the field, he, he was reliable. He was, um, you know, 
he was a caring person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. Austin Carr is our guest here on the podcast. Your journey is not the typical NFL road, um, which I like hearing these stories because mm -hmm. it's one thing to be drafted first overall and, and, you know, get all the glamour and come right in and you're the franchise, but you had to grind and kind of walk through this undrafted world right. as an NFL player. Um, let's go back, I guess, even further than that, though, when you get to college, you go to Northwestern, right? Mm. Is NFL, are NFL dreams in the picture when you're coming to Northwestern, say, I don't know, however many years ago that was, six, seven years ago? Um, in the picture, yes, if by that you mean like way back of your head, like sure. maybe a dream one day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I walked out my first year, I redshirted, injured, I had to get surgery the second week I was at Northwestern. Mm. Um, I didn't know if I had to stay on the team. I mean, it was, um, everything was kind of shaky, but um, as time went on, I start to play more and I start to develop and yeah. then it becomes more of a dream. Okay. And then you come to the NFL and you're undrafted mm -hmm. and you sign with? New England. The New England Patriots. And tell us about what that process was like. You didn't make the team. I think you were cut right before the – or on the last, you know, day or so. Yeah. But walking – going through training camp with uh, with Mr. Brady hanging around there yeah. and that legacy of the Patriots and yeah. that process of just kind of walking through being a Patriot for a little while there. Right, yeah. Um, a remarkable experience for me. Um, and, and you know and you've had, you know, Slater and all sorts of men of faith from that team here. Yeah. Um, it's real. In that locker room, there are guys who love the Lord. Um, Jack Easterby, their chaplain, who I know you talked with. Um, He's great. Just hands down one of the best men of God I've ever met. Um, grinding with Julian Edelman and, and Danny Amendola, who was there that year. Um, I learned so much. Um, and I, I do model my game after those two guys, if I'm, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, that was the year that Brady turned 40 and you had yeah. all the goats running around yes, <laughs> on the yeah. facility. Um, it, it was special. It's it like really a master's class in just coming to the NFL. Yeah, right? yeah, it really was. And, and it could have been overwhelming, but, um, I remember that my verse for that training camp was, uh, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. And, um, I was given comfort. I was given strength. Um, I was given really just peace of mind in times when, um, I was depleted, um, by that verse, knowing that, um, it's my faith in him and it's what he's doing, um, that, I can trust in that I have faith and not what I see, not the doubts and the struggles that I'm um, seeing in the flesh. Did that help you handle, deal with being cut and not making the team? I'm sure that's always a disappointment as an athlete, but did that help that faith that that sort of cornerstone be able to help you walk through that? I think that um, trusting in Christ is so important for the Christian athlete um, in the NFL because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you get cut. It's a matter of when you get injured. It's a matter of when the boat starts to rock, right? Um, and for me, uh, Christ was the solid rock mm -hmm. I was standing on. Tell us your faith journey. How did you come to – I mean, this is what we talk about here on this podcast, sports yeah. and faith. And I think anytime we have a guest on for the first time, mm -hmm. we always want to know where that journey began and mm -hmm. that moment that you said yes to the Lord. Tell mm -hmm. us tell us that moment mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, I was raised in a loving family. Um, we attended church pretty regularly. Um, mom was an usher in church. Dad played drums, very lively church. Um, unfortunately, parents divorced when I was in middle school. Um, and the home environment wasn't necessarily a disciple based. Um, you know, we weren't walking through scripture a lot. I wasn't increasing in my knowledge of God a ton, but I knew my parents loved me and I knew that they, they wanted me to love God. Yeah. Um, and so as time passed as it, through the divorce, really, I, I realized, man, I, 
I mean, I, my parents are flawed, right? We're all sinful. And um, there's somebody who I've got to be able to lean on, someone who I can look to yeah. for not just guidance, but um, help through these trials. And so um, it was through, you know, the darkness and the sadness of my parents' divorce that I think Christ showed himself as faithful, showed himself as the the true father and the great friend that I could have. And so um, September 26, 2009, uh, beginning of my sophomore year, I got baptized and um, gave my life to the Lord. Mm. And from that moment on, I was perfect. Never sinned. No, yeah, right. You know, was, uh, <laughs> We um, should cut this podcast now. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was a slow, you know, trudging journey of, of growing in holiness that I think really got sparked in college when I got to um, Northwestern's campus and got involved with Athletes in Action and plugged into the ministry there and saw men of God ahead of me in their faith and looked to them and, man, oh, man, they, they love the Lord. They, I, I can grow, right, with them. And um, then Northwestern met my wife and the rest is history. But That's um, great. That's kind of my story. Your Twitter page says you've been saved by grace, which mm. is the what the essence of what being a believer and follower of Christ is. But it also mentions John 17, 3, mm-hmm. and I'll read that. And it says, and this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Mm-hmm. Why that verse? Because that's not yeah, it's not the John 14, 6, the Proverbs <laughs> yeah. 3, 5. Yeah. It's John yeah. 17, 3. And that's not just, you know, going to ring off the tongues of, of many people. Right. But you chose that. Why that verse? So you think of marketing, you think of um different companies and their slogan, their motto um, is like the one thing they want you to remember about them sure. when you think of them, right? So McDonald's, what do you think of? I think of their French fries, but I think the, of... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm loving it. Or, I'm loving uh, it, yeah. Something like that. So Nike, just do it. Just do it, Nike, sure. right? So um, my, I want my motto to be with Christ at the center, right? Yeah. If you're going to remember something about me, I want it to be Christ, right? Right. Um, and so eternal life is through Christ is what I believe. I want people to know that. Now, um, I could put John 3.16, but I do think there's a good population of people like, oh, John 3.16, yeah, God loved the world, uh, eternal life. Yeah. Um, I think John 3.16 is a great verse, but so recognizable that maybe people won't look it up. Yeah. 17.3, I think saying a very similar message. So the same thing. But something that, oh, a little more obscure. Maybe I should look that one up. Oh, interesting. Hmm. You know? I mean, the book of John is where I always tell people who are new in the faith anyways to read. I mean, Great it's book to read. Incredible. All right. Let's go to 2015. You mentioned Northwestern and your time there. and you, you know, But you had actually a pretty significant thing happen hmm. away from the field mm-hmm. in 2015. Um, you registered for the Be The Match program and ended up donating stem cells via a blood transfusion to a retired locomotive engineer who had lymphoma. Hmm. It's a pretty amazing story. So I I want you to share with us just how that came about, how this all kind of transpired. Yeah. Um, Through God's providence, freshman year Austin went to uh, this Be The Match um, registry event. Swab the cheek, saliva, put it in the registry. Why go though? Why even? Pro- what would provoke a you know, my teenager te- to go to that? Right, <laughs> right, right. My teammate um, Jeff Budzine, very um, you know philanthropic, mm-hmm. um, had a connection with them and made an announcement to the team. Okay, and so it was like, hey guys, if you're free, go try it out. So me and me and Matt were like, okay, cool, yeah, we'll try it out. Um, not thinking that we're going to be chosen, right? You know, you don't really. I mean, they talk about how millions of people are on it, um, but over time. Uh, time passes and, and I end up being a really good match for Roy, um, hmm. who it turns out to be. Yeah. And I get the call in November. We're in the middle of the season. And I'm like, 
no way. Uh, okay. Um, can I do it after the season? Right. <laughs> um, like how urgent is it? And, um, they gave me the very basics. He's got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, he's, you know, his health is declining, but, um, when's your season end? Oh, you know, we're on pace to make a bowl probably January. Um, uh, okay, that's fine. And so, um, long story short, I end up donating, um, peripheral red blood stem cells, yeah. um, January 20th, 21st, somewhere around there. Um, it was um, not a excruciating, you know, procedure. It, it sure. was painful in that I, I did have to take some injections the days leading up to it, but mm. um, that that wasn't nearly as as I mean, it was worth um, being able to save this guy's life. And for me, obviously, uh, Christ is the center of every decision I make. I try to make him the center of everything I do. And um, you know the 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 greatest commandment that people come to Jesus. What's the greatest commandment? Mm. And he says, um, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, um, and love your neighbor as yourself." Equally as important. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in short, love God, love people. Yeah. Um, love God, Roy's my neighbor. And at the time, he was anonymous, but it was like, man, I'd love to be able to help this man. Um, and so um, that, I mean, it was a perfect opportunity to to. I think walk in obedience with God. Love God, love people, even people you've never met. Because in essence, what you're doing here is you're donating uh, these cells to save a man's life who you've never met. Yes, and who I might never meet. Right. So they they also told me, hey, like if he doesn't want to know you, yeah, or even if he passes, right, you're you're not going to be able to meet him. But um, loving your neighbor transcends, uh, even knowing them, yeah. which is, uh, amazing because, um, Christ before we were even created, I mean, Christ died for us. Tell me about Roy a little bit in the process. You didn't know who you were donating to, I presume. Did, mm-hmm. did they give you the details of this person that was, you know, taking <laughs> these cells from you or did, was it just, we got a match. We need your cells. No other questions. Right. Sorry. They told me there's a match. Um, told me his age, told me his condition. And, um, and he was how old? 58 or 59. At the okay. time. Yeah. And he was a, and reading this, a retired locomotive engineer. Didn't know that. For the Union Pacific Railroad. Had no clue. Who had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. None of that until after. No clue. Yeah. And he right. chose to, he chose to meet you and yes, he, express, he express his gratitude or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Um, I, at, um, Super Bowl 52, I think last year, in Minnesota, I was able to um, meet him and his girlfriend and mm. Erica, my wife, was able to connect with um, them as well. And it was um, it was a uh, you know magical moment, right? It was it was special to sure. look in his eyes and to um, share the love of Christ with him. And I mean, you look at the Bible; how much it talks about the blood of Christ, right? It's like wow, like my literal blood, like blood. Yeah. helped you, right? Yeah. So let me tell you about the blood that'll help you forever, right? Yeah. Had you, was there was there ever any fear or apprehensiveness on your part once you get the call that you are a match? Like, oh, I, I know I signed up for this, but I'm not quite sure if I got to go through with this now. And it's not a kidney or or yeah. something even you know a little bit more mm-hmm. of a extensive surgery, I guess. But still, yeah. is there yeah. is there fear or apprehensiveness at all? There is a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think um, you 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 swab in, but you don't. That's not you saying like, yeah, I'm signed up. I'm gonna do it. Right. Um, And I think, I mean, you have some families that are in emergency situations, let's say with a, with a four month year old, right? Right. Whole families flock. I want to be able to be the one. And, and sometimes no one's a match. So you have this huge registry and there's nobody to help them. Mm. Um, So putting, putting myself in those shoes, right. um, That 
really helped me with any apprehension or fear. Um, being having to sit out for a month was something that I I knew was a risk. I was hoping I wouldn't have to, but um, the 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 medications that they were giving me ahead of time enlarged my spleen, so I had to sit out for um, about a month of. Um, of uh, winter spring training basically yeah and um that turned out to be okay a little rest on my body how you still talk to him still in touch with him today yeah yeah we're connected on social media he's and, doing okay uh, he's doing okay he's doing well Good. he's supposed to take me fishing sometime okay up there in missouri okay yeah are you a fisher men are you like fishing i'm not i'm just <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna say i'm not a fisher okay. but uh you're we, a fisher of men right? I, yeah. sorry real cheesy there jesus too great <laughs> I, I will say the team went bow fishing last off season. Okay. I've got a picture. I can send it to you. Okay. Um, I'm not sure there is a more fun way to fish other than having a like bow and arrow and shooting them at redfish in the um, Louisiana Delta. I mean, that, that was incredible. Hmm. I, I, I'm, some of you guys might be fishers and I, I get fish. it. I've yeah. done that before. It's fun. Yeah. But compared to bow fishing, I'm, I can't go back. I love I'm it. sorry. No, I get it. Completely get it. Austin Carr has been our guest here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. All right, let's close it with this, Austin. It's been a great year for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much, certainly since 2015 has transpired. Mm-hmm. But even in 2018, for you on the field uh, was a step. In the right direction. Mm-hmm. 2019's here now. What are you learning most from the Lord right now and where he has for you in this season of life today? What are you learning from him? Oh, man. Um, there's so much I could tell you. I am, I am learning, I think, more and more um, how much he wants us to depend on him mm-hmm. and how he wants you, whatever season in life you're in, he wants you to be in a place of desperation of, 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 of a place where you feel like you really need him. Um, the truth is we all always need him 24, seven, 365, but we can get into this groove in life where we feel like we've really got it. Um, but Jesus says, um, as the branch cannot bear fruit apart from the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me and I in you, right? Apart yeah. from me, you can do nothing. John That's 15. Right. Yeah. Um, that is true all the time, always. And, um, how God is showing me that is that, um, so my wife works for Athletes in Action in New Orleans, and we're seeing God's spirit go before us and draw men and women to Christ in ways that like, wow, Lord, we, we really have very little to do with this, but we love what you're doing. Please continue and please keep us out of the way. Like, we just want to continue. So we're meeting with students and we're discipling and we're leading large group meetings. And, and so now we're on Tulane's campus and University of New Orleans and now Xavier University and now Loyola University. And it's like, it's becoming this, this movement that um, really, I mean, hat off to my wife, Erica, because she's the only full-time staff there. Um, But, but like we sit back and we're just like, um, Lord, we need you. Like we, like if, if you stop moving, this is going to just dissipate and it's over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if anything, it's just dependence on the Lord. That's great. He is Austin Carr, New Orleans Saints wide receiver. And uh, listen, thank you for sharing your story and your testimony. And uh, we'll definitely get you back on again and talk a little more sports and a little more faith. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And many thanks to Austin Carr for joining us here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. I love talking to Austin. Really great guy, young guy, who I hope continues to have, as he said, Lord willing, a very long and prosperous NFL career, but even more doing great things away from the gridiron for God, for others. Love God, love others. It's pretty simple 
And thanks to Austin Carr for joining us here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. We also want to thank Compassion International for sponsoring and partnering with us here at Sports Spectrum. It's $38 a month. What do you do that you spend $38 a month? What if I told you that that $38 could go and help release a child across the world from poverty? Think about it. $38 provides food, education, medical care, vocational training. It's all done in Jesus' name, and it's through Compassion, the most trusted child development ministry in the world. I mean, we want to know when we're donating our money to charity that it can be trusted, that it's actually going to help the person that we're donating to. And Compassion makes sure of that by connecting you, the sponsor, with the child directly and allowing you to connect with them and have a relationship with them through emails, through writing letters, and maybe someday even taking a trip to meet the child that you sponsor. It's $38 a month. Go to Compassion.com slash SportsSpectrum. Compassion.com slash SportsSpectrum and sponsor a child today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sports Spectrum. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sports underscore spectrum. Send us a tweet. Send us a Facebook post. Make sure you tag us. Let us know that you heard Austin Carr's story, his journey here on Sports Spectrum. You can also go and like our YouTube page and subscribe to that. And make sure that you check out our website, sportspectrum.com. Sportspectrum.com. All of our content can be found there including a daily devotional, including an opportunity to sign up for our weekly newsletter, as well as subscribing to our magazine for just 18 bucks for an entire year. Go to sportspectrum.com. Find all of our content there. Make sure you check it out every day, sportspectrum.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here on Sports Spectrum. We love you. Have a great rest of your day.